Hello, welcome to the High Hops Podcast with your host, Bradley Y. With me, as always, French beer guru. Don't know. <laughs> that's worse. Phoebe Ward. I'm just trying to learn French, that's all. Uh, this week, we're doing something a little bit different than what we've been doing so far this year. Uh, we were contacted on Instagram by a local brewery to Plymouth. What was that brewery, Phoebe? Anchor House Brewery. So on Friday we met with Thomas. Tom. Thomas. Tom Jackson. My name's Tom, uh, CEO and founder of Anchor House Brewery. He said he preferred Tom. I didn't know my voice sounded like this. <laughs> I'm, compl- I'm from Wales originally as well, so I've completely lost my accent. I can hear it now. We spoke a little bit about what how his brewery started, mm-hmm. his background, mm-hmm. and covered two of the last beers he's been doing, and also what he hopes to be doing in the future. Ankhouse Brewery, based in uh, Plimpton, but we're a cuckoo brewery. I spent a lot of time in alcohol sales, and I thought, you know, if a farmer in the middle of a field could make some rum, I thought I'd give beer a go. And uh, it's gone really well. First time in cans, and we brewed with uh, Utopian. Why did you decide to start Anchor House Brewery? What, what what was it that made you go, this brewer? That's that's yeah, that's, the that's the industry. In. <laughs> I mean, if you have, if anyone's ever been in the industry, they know how cool everyone is. Everyone's like really kind of like self-contained. Everyone uh, loves each other and helps out. Yeah. Spent a long time in alcohol sales, and the industry itself mm. is just absolutely fantastic. There's nothing like it. And they always say, if you like do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Yeah, it's not, exactly. Not true. You work every day. Right? <laughs> yeah. no, I, like, I, uh, I can no. attest for that. Video yeah. is pretty much the same oh. thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah good, good. So did you did you start home brewing first of all, and then you were like, oh, how can I make this into a business? Like, yeah, absolutely. So mm. started home brewing on a fifty liter kit, literally just ad hoc in the kitchen, really annoying mm. the missus, getting everything wet and minging. <laughs> um, did that for a couple of years, uh, and then just kind of like scaled up the recipe. What was yeah. your What was your setup like? So where did um, you get to get stuff? Had a few decommissioned kegs and uh, we eventually turned them into kind of like a three barrel system. Mm. So mashed on brew kettle, fermenter, and uh, it was hard work getting through stainless steel. Mm. But uh, yeah, it took a little while to set up all the stuff and put it together. You and, built it, you, so you built it basically from scratch yourself yeah, out of so, other things? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I had a look uh, online and I haven't got 10 grand, I've no. got 10 pence to rub to get there. <laughs> so um, I decided to make it myself and kind of made like a, a stainless steel setup on a rig. Cool. And uh, took holes out of everything and kind of made it up as I went along. YouTube cool. videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good old YouTube. There's you a tutorial for everything. You can build a house on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you still uh, using those like now just for home? I mean, obviously you're not using those when you make your uh, big releases, but mm-hmm. are you still using those to like test? and? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so mm-hmm. every recipe that we will do will always be tested at home first. Cool. Yeah. Always put out to friends and family and uh, close people. So see, what, see if they like it. Oh, yeah. They kind of have to say yes, but... Um. <laughs> it's it's always scary when you move out from showing your work to people that you know. Terrifying, you say, have yeah. to say yes, and then you move into like people that don't know you. Yeah, and absolutely. And then they're really honest, and it's like, oh, no. Yeah, that's it. I mean, um, it was very much shit or bust. Um, we, we went from 50 litres to 38 hectolitres. And it wasn't a simple case of times in by X no. thousand litres. <laughs> um, so it was very much if it worked, it worked. If it didn't, it was going down the drain, which was an expensive mistake. Oh, right. A lot, yeah. a lot of liquid you'd then have to shift. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, we ended up going from like one keg and a couple of bottles to like seventy-five kegs, two and a half thousand cans, mm. just overnight. Was it Utopian you've um, canned with first, or was it I read Wylam? 
Uh, no, no, no. Um, so our first <laughs> our first run was a thousand liters with uh, Altair and Bruin in Launceston. Oh, okay. Uh, cool. Which is now rebranded as Firebrand. Okay. Um, they've got the new rebrand going on. Oh. Yeah, and that was a uh, thousand liters West Coast Pale Ale. So yeah, I've had that one. That was a bottled. That was a bottled one. Yeah, yeah. bitter as you like. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was strange. And then we decided to go on East Coast with this one. Um, purely because it's so popular at the moment yellow beer just yeah, flies yeah. doesn't it yeah it does absolutely yeah. but we wanted to start making stouts yes but stouts are so hard to sell yeah really uh, yeah. Oh, come yeah. on people <laughs> get dogs yeah they we are love exactly stouts. well once you go stout you never go back yeah 12%. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. 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 bradley's suffering today everybody yeah <laughs> gonna point one bottle out. of stout well, rub that in your face. One large bottle of stout yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly but th- eventually when we get to the point where we've got enough kind of capital revenue etc mm. we'll start making small batch stouts yeah because yes. i mean i'm no i'm no craft snob if i go to a bar i'll always order a stout or guinness mm-hmm. or something especially <laughs> watching the rugby yeah so, um, that's yeah. it yeah well when the, there's been loads of i mean i'm not a sport person but there's been loads of rugby and they always people always come in and they get the darker stuff and mm, yeah. it's really what, interesting what was your inspiration for like the first one and, and this one what was your kind of like where, where was your starting point and what did you, how did it start and then how did it change over the course of experimentation to what it ended up being? So I always, I always liked yellow beer, um, but what I wanted it to be was bitter enough to still know you're drinking a beer. So mm-hmm. it's not like alcoholic and bongo juice. Yes. That's like the <laughs> quote I always use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I went with just like a over the top bitter West Coast, um, which was really popular like years and years ago. Mm. I mean, even this one to some extent is um, still quite bitter. Mm. We, we had uh, the first... First water editions of first gold. Um, so it's a quite a big bitter in charge in there. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Whirlpool editions to give it that kind of like East Coast hot boom. Yeah. Um, and it's come out really well. People are quite surprised that I like kind of brand it as a pale or a neeper. And they're saying it's still bitter enough to know you're drinking a beer. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we, we really like this one. We managed to get it at Bread and Roses. We were like, where yes. can we get it? Where can we get it? Oh, and I was literally calling around. Oh, like, Bread and Roses have been absolutely fantastic <laughs> for right? us. Awesome. Yeah, no, the, tr- the tr- trouble we have is everywhere it goes, it sells out in 24 hours. Yeah. Um, so people kind of like say, where is it? Where is it? Yeah. Like, mm. It's here, but it'll be there for a day. <laughs> so I think we've still got some at Vessel. Yeah. Pretty sure. Cans have just gone into Vessel, uh-huh. actually. So yeah. there's more, everybody. Yeah. Go, go, go. Because you went to the Glastonbury of... Yes, beer he, in he Manchester, did. didn't he? he really yeah. Did. yeah, and he's come back with all sorts. But um, yeah. yeah, no, everyone who's had it in vessel has been like, it was really good. Yeah, it was really oh, good. Yeah, yeah, we've had some like untapped can be the best thing in the world or the worst thing mm-hmm. in the world. And, uh, <laughs> we've had some really good feedback, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Nice. You also helped me sort of like rediscover bread and roses because I was aware oh, it was yeah. around. Yeah, you yeah. didn't know what kind of um, selection. And I we had. went in there to try this and I was like, oh my God, they got so many mm. good things in here. I was yeah. like, it's pretty good. And I was like, yeah, so you kind of, I've yeah. now been like singing Bread and Roses praises and going in there. Dave, Dave's yeah. fantastic in Bread and Roses. He's kind of got that community pub spirit where everything rotates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Same in the craft industry. No beers on twice, yeah. really. Mm. Um, but they've got a good crowd in there. And mm-hmm. that's actually where I met the guys to do my monthly mobile bar gig, which yes. is in the Minerva mm-hmm. clothing place. Yeah, and, yeah I was going to um, ask about that. Yeah, that's they're cool. all kind of like a little community hub that all own independent businesses across Plymouth. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, cool. It's a good little, good little community I got myself into. There's one thing I've noticed. I think you're, uh, you seem to be pretty good at, and that is um, your marketing. I think a lot of people go into brewing, and then it's like, what the fuck are we going to do with the marketing and design but, work yeah. and stuff? Like, do you have a background? What you know? What's your I, background? I, absolutely no to help background with that? at all. But um, I did a lot of research. I mean, before I ever went commercial, um, I mean, I did two or three years of research and mm. finding that. Yeah, you know, the massive expanse of breweries that happened 
they were either a creative brewer and not a marketer or yeah. a business person that couldn't make beer. So um, I kind of like struck the middle ground mm. and um, yeah, it just kind of works really. Get a backlog of content and just kind of like make it up as you go along. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of very lucky, I suppose. Yeah. Even with um, the first bottle, like I, it was so pretty. I was like, that's <laughs> a really pretty bottle. I remember seeing it in Vessel and I was just like, and that's why I got it. So yeah. I was well, like, we had a we had a right Marmite response on that. Really? Yeah, because the um, the gold foiling on the label is hmm. quite hard to see against the background. Um, sort of, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's, people always say don't judge a book by a cover, but why do books have covers? <laughs> exactly, yeah. People so, do. Very true. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like the kernel, isn't it? You kind of you see the kernel and you're like. What is that? You're just drawn <laughs> to it like moth yeah, to a flame. Yeah, yeah. So. Like rubber stamp labels, that's yeah. the way to do it. Exactly, sure. right? What was the decision to move from uh, bottles to cans on this one? Was there any sort of reason behind that one? Or uh, Industry demands uh, cans for mm. sure. Okay. I mean, trying to sell bottles anywhere other than the Southwest was very tough. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. And the, the first batch was only 1,000 litres, so it sold out before I even got north of Exeter. Okay. Um, whereas this one's going a lot further in cans. Yeah. Because um, people always see, but I don't know why, but... People seem to associate bottles with kind of real ale. Yeah, like they do, really yeah. Ale. Yeah, which is kind of like the West Coast vibe, really. Yeah, it is. Um, so that was good, but Nipah's got to be in a can. Yeah. Freshness, yeah. and it's easily recyclable as well, and it's good for the environment, yeah. and there's just so many positives to go into it. But the one hitch is you got to do 1,000 litres. <laughs> oh gosh, but I really like this can as well. Like it's the you kind of stick them with the gold. You like your gold. Yeah, gold falling. It's all about it. Yeah, I mean it's you, you, you got to spend money to kind of uh, make it look good. Mm. And um, we had a local designer, Adam Farley, um, essentially like. I don't know what the word is, computerize it all. So I, <laughs> so I, like, I drew it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I kind of drew it out and then sent it. And the guys at Utopian were really helpful as well. Mm. Um, yeah. And Veil Labels in Bristol ended up doing them. Yeah. So I, I guess, I mean, a lot of people are probably going to know kind of how it works for you and why you're using other companies to brew a beer. But do you sort of mm. want to explain, like, what it, what, why is it you have to go to yeah, other breweries sure. to do your brew? Like, why can't explain you just, you know, keep making you, out of your, uh, yeah. your home kit? Well, Plymouth Live called us Chipsy Brewers, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm, I, I, I was saying that for a while and then I've kind of been like, is that the right thing? No, I, I love it. Chipsy I Brewers. Le- left my uh, trailer and my 14 kids at home. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's it's, an, it's a route into market, really, because yeah. um, no one, I mean, someone might, but a hundred grand to start your brewery with all the kit, can and line, it's just unachievable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unachievable. And luckily, I met the guys through the Brewery Bible, if you oh, know yeah, those yeah. guys. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like three or four years ago now. So I know Jeremy from a long time ago, and he said, you've got to get down and use the kit, and their kit, you've been up there? No. We haven't, no, but um, we still haven't properly met them we were, were going to try and get them on here oh, Rich- if you're listening <laughs> yeah, yeah Richard and Jeremy are awesome just pop yeah. up see their unit they're stainless steel wall to wall yeah God, I saw their photo time. I can't believe they've only been open a year yeah, like a photo yeah. and it was literally just big hole in the ground and that's like, it you know, yeah. comparison to what it is it's, well, their business model is incredible because they, they cuckoo brewed in London and then um, obviously land's so cheap down here they mm. took an old turnip factory I think wow that's kind of <laughs> so cool you've seen like you've seen the photos of just a muddy hut that's then converted into this stainless steel wonder place yeah you knew you wanted to you sort of knew, how do you go to that do they sort of say to you like hey do you want to come on board or do you have to sort of pester what's the how does how no no it? so it was all decided over a beer yeah. <laughs> as everything is in the, the brewing best. world yeah so we had a brewery bar had a launch event in Topsham Brewery where our beer is now as well mm-hmm. um, and those that guy's venue was just incredible um, and we just got really drunk and he said come up and then I actually 
phoned him the next day and took him up on it and he was like, oh, did I say that? <laughs> you have to, though, do yeah, so I like... completely made it up and then just pop up, have a visit and um, kind of he's really good at um, kind of recipe development and kind of making it work on their kit. Cool. Because yeah. um, there's certain restraints between like a, you know, kind of like a 50 litre barrel to... 40 hectolitres. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do they have much input on what, 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 how your beer's going? Or is it, I mean, I'm sort of advising you like, that isn't yeah. going to work when you scale it up. Like, do they have much of an input uh, helping you decide the flavour or are you pretty much dead, dead set on what you're you know what, what you're going you in with. Yeah, so everything uh, in this beer was decided by us. It mm-hmm. was just purely the quantities that helped us with it, which was just inputted into a uh, kind of like Excel spreadsheet. Right, okay. Um, but now, Jeremy, because their business model is to cacubra with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do it for venues and everything else yeah. as well um, as part of the business model. But he's going to be offering consultancy. Um, mm-hmm. So you could turn up and say, kind of, I know nothing about beer, nothing about marketing, but I want this style of beer. Right. And then he'll be like, right, okay, here's this a recipe, here's this, yeah, yeah, here's the bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then brew it for them, but they've just done a collab with uh, Yeasty Boys from. New Zealand. I saw. Yeah, yeah. No, we yeah. had this. It was at Bread and Roses. We had it. That was at Bread and yeah, Roses. They've really got it in Twist at the moment. I think. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that going do. on there. Yeah, yeah with Haley. Yeah, no, exactly. And they they did thousands of cans, and I'm talking like floor to ceiling yeah it was incredible that's the thing Eastie boys they're kind of they're up they're up there they're everywhere yeah <laughs> Marks and Spencers man they got it down yeah got it absolutely yeah. nailed but um, they're doing incredible things with lager I mean lager I think is the next big thing British ingredients for sure yeah mm. have you met the bulletproof guys yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's kind of how we know of Utopian and the guys in Utopian because they yeah. did their collab yeah they did so we, yeah, we started yeah. ours at roughly about the same time with Utopian um and they're amazing brewers, man. So traditional and yeah, yeah. I haven't tried the new smoked Schwartz there. Yeah, no, we've had it. Uh, it's a uh, it's it's a light smoked. It's, yes, but yeah, it's yeah. it's certainly smoked. Yeah, fantastic. That yeah. was a nice. We one. like yeah, a smoked stuff. beer as well. well yeah. I do anyway. <laughs> traditional through and through, and that's amazing. They just got the new place as well, which is fantastic. I know. I'm looking forward. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's cool because they kind of it's a traditional brew, but their cans are like now they're getting their design in mm, for sure. It's really funky. Did you want to talk a bit more about sort of like the work inner workings of what's all? Can I crack it? Do you want to crack it? Yeah. I don't have any glasses. You can have to get some. What was it ASMR? Is it? I mean, you go. Oh, oh no, yeah, I well, do we every do time. Our... We have a couple of good ones, but we haven't saved them. So it's going to explode in your face now. That's a good one. Oh my lordy. We might have to just like share it. I might just say I'm. You're sensitive. Oh no. I've invited out for drinks later, and I'm like, it's probably just going to be the film for me. I'll stick with stick with a coke. Glass of cordial, please. Yeah, right. It's just yum. It's like. It's got a nice kind of thickness to it Mm. without being too heavy. We had a right trouble with it, actually. So the, um, as I said, the scaling up is really difficult. So we had a ton of malt going to it. Mm. Mm -hmm. So it was um, kind of like a 40% kind of um, wheat bill, Mm. which is just thick. It's porridge, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Yeah. And um, the transfer time was like four hours with Jeremy. He was just pulling his hair out and having to undle it all the time. And uh, yeah, and then a bit of trouble on the fermentation side as well. So Mm -hmm. it only came down to about 5%. Mm. So we had to put some um, treacle and stuff in, like inverted sugar to kind of get it up there. That's why it's got that kind of like sweetness to it, which actually worked in our favor, funnily Mm -hmm. enough. Yeah, no, is it's... Yeah. It's almost deserty, like it's like puddingy, mm. yeah. which I love. That's like things I love. It's like <laughs> the kind of thick, but yeah, it's got a really good mouthfeel too. That's kind of the main thing I'm like, because mm. obviously like the malts and the yeah. That's it. I mean, we tried to go for. I mean, six percent is just standard in the southwest. I think, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's still quite sessionable, dangerously sessionable. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember saying that with you when we had it. It's it's. 
like I think you said like, not hitting that and making it overly fruity because mm. I think a lot of them and like sometimes I think I've had way too much of that a lot of the time yeah, so it's nice having sure. something that's just relying on on the hops inside and it's it definitely yeah. delivers. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah. So we had a we had a, a lot of uh, late whirlpool additions and then uh, four dry hop stage in it. Right. Because um, we try to play around with like bioconversion, where mm. the yeast kind of eats it in terms of biochemicals into something else. Mm. But there's just no scientific research on it. It's just trial and error. <laughs> Giving it a crack. Comes out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what, what I mean, our next one is going to be. Um, yeah, hopefully in May it's going to be a, a, an eight percent version of this. Cool, but it's going to okay. be uh, a lot smaller and uh, a lot more hoppy. So we're going to try, we're going to try it, try our best to yeah. get Sabro hops because I absolutely love yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely adore them. Yeah. Yeah. Sabros are good. What uh, what hops are you using in this at the moment? This so one's got Simcoe as yeah. a uh, as a major player. Yeah, um, and then Equinot as Aco and Amarillo. Mm. Uh, but I had a um, first charge in the boil as uh, first gold um, mm. so we wanted to kind of play on the Mayflower this year as well yes yeah so we mm. had the kind of like Plymouth Massachusetts Plymouth uh, UK yeah. US and UK hops um, so that's what we were trying to play on from like a marketing point of view I yes. see okay yeah, yeah I was going to say because you're I mean you're really proud to be in Plymouth and Plymouthian yeah, um, obviously the, you know you've got the uh, lighthouse on your logo yeah, yeah. Right oh, yeah. I, yeah. I did have that moment today where I was like looking through literally just noticed <laughs> and I've like, only seen your logo what? and it's really small so I've only seen mm. like the anchor you've seen it like as the silhouette you one rather than like, oh it's the Plymouth Lighthouse <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah no absolutely yeah, which yeah. I literally went up for the first time last year and I've been here five years hey. <laughs> really I've still cool never been up it's kind of got like oh, a puffer no. jacket on at the moment isn't it like this coat oh, oh yeah it's yeah oh yeah it's all like yeah that actor came down recently Will yeah. yeah. I was like, what is he doing here? Because like, he's awesome. The funniest thing is he went on a, like a piss up, didn't he? He went to yeah. Bread and Roses. Yeah, yeah that's brilliant. Will Mellow, yeah. What? What's he doing? Yeah, come to Plymouth, get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> that's really good. The industry's growing in Plymouth and that's fantastic. More I know, yeah. Better. Like, even since we've started doing this, we've only been doing the podcast like a year. Yeah. Everything's growing. It's crazy how many people have popped, like how it's all popped up around here and like loads, yeah. Yeah, loads of brewers now. Like, that's it. Yeah, we need to get the Plymouth Mile going. I mean, you got I know, right? Rome into Bulletproof and then somewhere on North Hill and then yeah. Yeah. Barbican would just be insane. So, are you planning on doing a tap room? I think I saw that you were thinking about it. Yeah, uh, eventually um, we're going to have one where we're going to be serving food as well. Have you ever heard of a company called Northern Soul? I feel like I have. No, I don't think Up so. Up in Manchester, yeah. they essentially uh-huh. specialise in like cheese toasties. Oh. So, we can have beer and cheese toasties. Oh, yeah. Geez. But we want to get the right locations so we're in no rush. Um, yeah. Somewhere down the barbecue would just be ace. Yeah, yeah. Continue yeah, the beer mile. For yeah, it. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're like, where's there a gap? Well, we're quite lucky. We're doing a lot of mobile events at the moment, so mm. um, you got your little bar. Yeah, if I need to go on holiday, I can just pack up and go, sort of thing, which is good. But um, yeah, we're doing a, a thing in summer for Shekinah Mission mm. with Rocket and Rascals. So oh yes, doing a yeah, cycle event, cycle for Shekinah. Um, which would be really good it's kind of like an indoor um, beer event they've got a turbo trainer which is essentially like you put a bike on a stand and you race each other and it's like a, an entry <laughs> fee to do it and then it all goes wow. to charity plus the keg cost and everything else as well yeah. you do a lot for charity I've noticed yeah we like to yeah, yeah. I mean my other half owns a clothing company as well that mm-hmm. she's just done a be kind campaign for we're really big because it's part of being a Plymouth isn't it it's all yeah. supporting local which is what we like to do we've got to give back to the community of course yeah well that's the thing obviously with uh, all these little places opening up in Plymouth yeah it's only going to help Plymouth grow and become more stable like um, Mm -hmm. we've got the jar as well um, the zero waste place everything it's just everything's popping up and I love it 
<laughs> we always had the ethos of like we succeed, everyone succeeds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even exactly. if we lose a bit of margin, we're happy. Yeah. Is there how? What was the original reason you ended up moving from uh, Wales to uh, Plymouth? Mine was obviously university, and then ended up just kind of sticking around and, so, and the stuff. exact same. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, ended up meeting my other half, and uh, Devon girls don't like to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this, I'm into my. <laughs> Tenth year here now. Absolutely love it down here. Haven't quite got the accent of a Janet yet. No. Um, <laughs> I reckon another ten years will be there. Oh my gosh, it's it's unique. Well, when you open a tap room, that'll definitely I think I'll have quickly to, speed yeah. up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, it's like it's definitely. I mean, something about the ocean as well. Being here is just it's really serene and it's really. That's what I found anyway. I've yeah. lived everywhere, but um, I now find that I need to be near the sea. Yeah, yeah. So, sure. I mean, where yeah. else can you throw a stone in the sea and the moors? You mentioned before about uh, sort of wanting to do a stout at some point. Yeah. Uh, and sort of your first, so your first and second have both been um, IPAs, pale ales. Yeah. Um, what, and the next one will be a sort of a double version of this. What yes. for you is kind of coming after that? Like in your head, what are you playing around with ideas wise? And so there's a, there's a lot under the hood, but yeah. um, this year's uh, going to be our collab year. Um, yeah, for Mayflower. Well, so, no, no, with other breweries. Um, yeah, cool. so we've got one um, provisionally booked in with Lime Regis. Cool. And, cool. Dorset, and they're very cool. They've got a new tap room. They're doing really well. Um, we've got a permanent line down there. I bet the water's good there too. Yeah, they've just got a new SS brew kit on. It's fantastic. I can't wait to have a play on that. Um, and then uh, hopefully going to do a stout with New Line. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because um, we get on with Jack really well. Like mm-hmm. way back when when I was selling rum, uh, yeah. I, I met him. And then hopefully one with uh, a company in Bristol, which is yet to be disclosed. Oh, yeah. Bristol's oh. got some good ones as well. Yeah, so yeah there's uh, too many there to take a bet at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, a young, it's a young company, but they're doing fantastic things. Oh. We were lucky yeah. enough to jump in. And hopefully get in there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got any ideas of like sort of? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> have you got ideas of like flavors that you'd want to sort of like you want to see if you're doing a stout or those kind of things? Or are you going to go coffee? Have you not decided gonna... yet on those? No, so I'm going to go straight down the middle for the stout uh, yeah. with uh, New Line because Jack's very much into his kind of like forage material, which is like dandelion saisons and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But the Totnes stout that's in bread at the moment is without doubt my favorite stout, and that's just kind of like a. A very kind of basic. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, like an recipe. imperial. Well, no, I think it's like four points. It's 4. yeah, 4. no, it's, it's not, not. It's not a strong one. No, no, no. Not at all, yeah. I have seen loads of like lower uh, potential stouts recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved it. They had a uh, stout on tap in there when I was there the other day. It was I was just like, wow. Yeah, you're in. You're mad on your stouts. Yeah, yeah. I've well, got them into stouts. Don't know about so, after yeah. last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they just come out like crude oil, don't they? Yeah, it was hardcore last night. It was. It was so oaky and so. The barrels that they'd use, they use whiskey barrels. Yeah, right. And it was the sweetness that that brought out in it was just mm. a bit like, oh, you have to prepare yourself for each sip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were quite lucky. As soon as we get the base flavour down, like they're down the middle stout, we're going to just kind of like play around with everything because mm. there's lots of coffee roasters in the southwest. Mm. Yes. There's just loads, um, loads of forageable materials mm. as well. Would you yeah. consider uh, chatting to, is it Yamaka? Uh, Yamaka? No. Oh, the American. The coffee? The American oh. No, no, no. Sorry, there's a coffee... Trying to think of the roastery. If I was to use coffee, it'd certainly be local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure, absolutely. And um, I mean, even to the point where like Topshin did hand-pulled espressos for their espresso stout. Wow. And there was thousands of hand-pulled espressos that wow. just went into little cups that then went into the oh into the tun. Yeah, it's wow. insane. <laughs> See, I love foraging. I need to get on it. Have you um, thought of maybe speaking with Stuart of Woodman's? I have met him once yeah. a long time ago. I doubt any of us would remember, but... Um, <laughs> I would love to, yeah. absolutely love to, because um, we met him at our first ever event, I think, um, up in the Guildhall. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was good friends with the Driftwood Spars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he would be. It's like it's, I'm just so keen to do a workshop, a foraging workshop. Mm. It's yeah, so it'd be very cool. All about to... that. We've we've at, we've got an episode uh, we're sort of planning and coming up, and it's say. about Ooh. kickstarting or crowdfunding or just how do you stay independent? Yes. Whilst growing your business, because right. that's the, sometimes the kicker. A lot of the time is you can't, you know, for a lot of businesses, it's not just about maintaining it's about you know growing but also at the same time it's making sure that you're still in charge of your yeah. business uh do you have any experience with uh that kind of crowdfunding uh, market no, no not at all crowdfunding is very tough there's two ways of doing it mm. you um, you either give away equity which mm-hmm. i don't want to do because you lose control to stakeholders mm-hmm. um big time um or you, you crowdsource naturally and people just kind of give you money yeah, yeah. Um, and you kind of offer like a freebie back um, for us, though, I think the major thing with uh, brewery business is you've got to be patient. You've got to let it grow naturally mm-hmm. if you want to kind of see the end goal. You, yeah. could, you, you, know, you could take out bank loans. You could give away equity and have, you know, kind of like massive growth. Mm. But, you, you know, eventually give away what you love. Yeah. yeah. yeah? So, like, to pull out the big names like Beaver Town, for instance, mm-hmm. sold mm-hmm. to the big boys. And yeah. like people like Daya then, massive, yeah. massive company, pulled out of festivals and stuff because they didn't yeah. want to be with them. The beer industry is so independent now. You've got to, got to keep to your roots. got to keep to what you do. So for you, like, where do you, you know, not to be like, Early how dare on, you sell? This is where you're you like, know. I definitely want to sell you, sell my company. Yeah, I'll, but I'll be in my yacht in the Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> for you, what, yeah. like, what do you see? What do you see the company? Where do you see the company going in like, the next five, ten years for you? And what, what what's yeah. the future? Uh, we'll, we'll always stay independent. So half of this, you know, we're a very family-based company, family and friends. We'll mm-hmm. always stay local. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got a seven-month-old daughter at home. That will eventually. Um, yeah. She doesn't give me any sleep, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> um, but she, she will eventually be um, kind of mucking out the master and everything. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Heritage onto her. <laughs> exactly. When, yeah. when I'm sixty, she can be doing the hard work. Yeah. <laughs> That's so and cool. um, you know, we'll always stay independent. Um, you know, even if we make it to the big leagues, which we're quite lucky though, because even for a, like a, a very very minute small company, mm. yeah, our beers have gone as far as like Edinburgh, yeah, Bristol, mm. and all over the world, you know, all over the UK. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Lucky, but yeah. in regards to like um, like a tap room or mm-hmm. anything else, are you going to do crowdsourcing or are you just going to yourself? Eventually. Yeah. Eventually we'd like to. Yeah, we're going to build up enough of a customer base. Yeah. Um, everyone that's had it so far said, so give me a text when the next one comes out. Awesome. Cool. So May time we'll have our own beer and then after that it's collabs. Yes. And then into the winter stout season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, any advice I'd say is kind of like make sure you get it right first time because we started mm-hmm. off with a completely different name, completely different brand mm-hmm. and uh, it just didn't work. And, um, what was it, and why? Why, 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 did, why do you not think that changed? If you if you want to talk about that, yeah, I mean, um, foolhardiness. I think I was just too keen. I I researched it for years and years, and I was like, let's get to market with this name. Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it. And then um, it just didn't work. It was just for for us. I was looking at. It, I was thinking that doesn't scream Plymouth. That doesn't scream. Yeah. It's not strong enough. Yeah. Why did I go? And, but we were lucky enough. We were, we were so small at the time that barely anyone. I think one uh, yeah. person noticed and sent us. Uh, a rather nice email <laughs> um, that said how awful it was. But um, wow. yeah, we completely changed, rebranded. And, um, it's funny how like the s- things like that, like considered one of the smallest things, can just set you off in yeah. a completely different direction. People get irate about beer. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. it's crazy. But we, um, our next can label, we're going to be working. So I've done um, a talk with Plymouth University and PCAD about the illustrators. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be using um, some people from there to like art design our new can. Yeah. So again, working with the university or PCAD. Cool. Um, cool. Giving them, giving them like a template to fill out and. Yes. 
So kind of like um, Northern Monk's pa- uh, patron project when they do like... Yeah, so they food, use the graffiti guy, didn't they? Think, yeah, and they've got like tattoo art, like yeah, loads yeah, of different yeah, people. Yeah. They've done yeah. photographers. That's it. That's, it's, a good, it's a good platform. I love the way it's it spreads platform. kind of like, the message yeah. of the area and things. Like everyone's yeah. a little story. That's it. And beer just crosses so many platforms. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do kind of like an art one with uh, someone from PCAD and a graphic design one from something else. Cool. And kind of just always collab, collab, collab. If, you know, like I said, we succeed, everyone succeeds. Yeah. How do you, uh, I got questions about distribution then. So like when you sort of first started putting these beers out there and, and getting it uh, into bu- into pubs, kind of how did, how do you go about doing that? How do you get to new places? And yeah, so how is, is it easier? I'm assuming it's easier now. The fact that people text you and go, we're definitely going to have whatever you come up with next. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is fantastic yeah. to get to that point. It's um, the initial outlay is just hitting pavement. Mm-hmm. Getting out, knocking doors, because uh, mm-hmm. no distributor will take you on unless you already supply their accounts. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're not really a distributor, they're kind of more of a logistics company. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really, really tough. I mean, you break ground with people like Pig's Ears or you know, LWC or anything like that, then you're, you're laughing. Um, mm-hmm. You lose a lot of margin as well. Yeah. Um, the main idea that we go direct only or through Ebria is because it leaves more margin for the reseller and mm-hmm. us. So we don't have a middleman just taking a cut to move it from A to B. Um, so there's there's more profit in it for both independents rather than kind of like the big boys. Yeah. So I think distribution eventually will kind of always play a main role, mm-hmm. um, but independents will win. Did it simply start as essentially just you'd be going into pubs with a crate? Yeah, going, quite literally. Yeah, please yeah. buy this. Absolutely. Please buy my beer. Yeah, so you just, you just rock in, crack a can and uh, pour it out, give it to as many staff as possible. Yeah. Right. Uh, generally get on with them. All the, all the locals' accounts in Plymouth, I drank in anyway for the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I was, you know, always saying to them, I'm going to be making a beer. Yeah. Like, yeah, come in, no problem at all. But the, the hardest ones to crack were far away. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're doing uh, a VW tour. So my dad's got a VW battered camper van. Awesome. Uh, so I'm going to fill it with kegs and cans and yes. kind of um, sneak my way up through kind of Bristol uh, and do uh, an East Coast, West Coast beer tour, if that makes sense. So <laughs> That's so what, cool. East Coast beer on the West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> and then kind of uh, make my way up to Manchester and Birmingham. Wowza. Yeah, because we've got an account in uh, Liverpool, Dead Crafty. Um, mm. They were one of the first to take it outside of the Southwest. Um, and it's not what you know it's who you know like they met Mm -hmm. my good friends on a cruise and they said my mate makes beer and they're like yeah send it up (laughs) and that kind of like springboarded us to the rest of the UK really Uh, great platform to go from awesome that is cool so we're going to VW tour it around. Nice. That's going to be really cool to see on the socials as well. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it'll be a good little marks because I've had a, I had a couple of weeks off. Um, so it'd be good to just jump in the van and go. <laughs> Two or three weeks, yeah. Kind of live out of like a little jet boil thing and cool. <laughs> tour it away. Damn, I want to do that. Who's, who's going on? So is it just you? Or just me, you, yeah. Just for you. now, yeah, because the seventh hole, the, the other half will be at home. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's not really about selling beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is my time to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But, uh, we've got a few key locations along the way that will do um, keg bashes and stuff and then uh, just as many places as possible we've got to hit pavement cool yeah awesome. yeah and it's a battered old VW so hopefully it makes it it must be great going back home though and um, going to a pub you like if you know if it's get if it's gone to that point yet or if it will get to that point going to a place that you remember from when you were younger and like that's yeah. my beer behind the bar yeah it's, it's <laughs> surreal really yeah. surreal even now when I go into Plymouth and my mate my university friends come down because they're all over the UK anyway so mm. I've got a place to stay if the van breaks down <laughs> um, yeah. going into a bar and saying you know that's my beer, beer it's, it's yeah. insane yeah it's a really kind of humbling mm. kind of thing it's uh, it's really good 
but uh, yeah, cool. never gets old. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> you want to plug anything coming up that you sort of want to make you know yeah I mean, we've got the uh, the maneuver gig every month now uh, mm. with dan uh, and that's just growing and growing really. yeah we need to get down there maneuver gig do you want to just it's show seventh uh, seventh of the third pop-up bar uh, we've got utopian lager on mm-hmm. our nipa uh, hunt cider uh, based in painton mm-hmm. and we're actually throwing in a cheeky cocktail in there as well that's <laughs> try to get my bar skills up to scratch hey. uh, and it's just getting bigger and bigger every time to and put it's like music and yeah so hangout. yeah we're, we're really good mates with the guys at hanging gardens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a similar sort of vibe to that um, very good people and mm. um, it's getting to a point where we have to get a bigger venue yeah, yeah I was thinking this I was looking at the videos that you've put up and I'm like it's a yeah. bit of squidge <laughs> yeah so most recently we were with the guy um, PCAT who um, does the video stuff and he's fantastic cool absolutely fantastic because we met him at a charity gig with uh, Jamie Yost a local musician and, uh, um, sure. he did a service against sewage gig mm-hmm. yeah and, um, we just came along and slung some cans cool <laughs> Everyone loves beer. So, yeah. But no, other than that, we've got the Rocket Rascals coming up as well. Yeah. Uh, Cycle for Shekinah, which is going to be just like a f- family fun event. It's not going to be anything too pressure, not like old men in Lycra, <laughs> <laughs> which is ideal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, all the collabs coming up. Just keep an eye. Cool. Hey. Yeah, keep an eye on the socials for... Absolutely. And when you do your little tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. see me... Live, yeah, live streaming live posting yeah. where the van is yeah. broken down again yeah. <laughs> can someone come and help me I'm eating baked beans again <laughs> will will you get to Manchester that's the question that is the question that's that is the question on everyone's mind <laughs> but no all the best hopefully we can have you back on again yeah. to talk about another beer in future or yeah absolutely mystery Bristol yeah no, maybe yeah, yeah. sure post speed dub tour see if I made I'll come back a white yeah. man <laughs> completely different guy <laughs> yeah. Like full on beard. Yeah, just like. raggedy. Yeah, no. Sure, no, thank you so much for having me. It's been uh, no, it's, that's all good. It's great experience. It's great following you on Instagram and seeing oh, what you're sorry. up to. I mean, and, you're uh, the you're the first person that's reached out to us. So yeah, you're like, hey guys, I exist. You're like. Cool, get him on. Yeah, so we, yeah, we listened to uh, all the bulletproof ones, the ones with Sam as well at Battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all switched on. It's, nice. Uh, it's a good platform you guys got, and it's going to grow, definitely. Nice. Yeah, yes. that's what we hope. Well, it's handy that people want to come on and talk to us, so thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> most not to let talk over beer, for sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, so thanks for Tom for coming on the podcast. Uh, we uh, we enjoyed chatting with him about, um, obviously, his, his brewery and the story, but also how he's... Um, kind of looking forward to and being a part of Plymouth growing and uh, kind of getting involved with other um, independent businesses and also like the amount of charity work he does I was mega impressed with that um, yeah because we like we didn't we barely we didn't really know anything about yeah. Anchor House we've had um, a couple of their beers in fact the two beers have been in yeah. Vessel um, so yeah it was just kind of good to put a, a face to a name thanks to Tom for getting in contact with us if yeah. you ever want to have a chat with us we'd love to hear from you you can email us at hellohighhops at gmail.com or as Tom did message us on Instagram you can follow Phoebe on Untapped mm-hmm. see what beer she's drinking what she's judging <laughs> and we'll be back next week with another episode thank you very much for listening bye bye